Jairam, dear listeners, and welcome to Fleeting Moments, Lasting Memories, our series of conversations with former students of Bhagwan's educational institutions. Today we have for you the third part of the conversation with Mr. K. Arun Kumar. Hailing from Vishakhapatnam in Andhra Pradesh, Arun did his graduation in civil engineering in the Indian Institute of Technology, IIT Kharagpur. In 1999, he stepped into the Sri Satyasai Institute of Higher Learning for his management degree, which he completed in 2001. And after this, he was most blessed to serve Baba at very close quarters for four years till 2005. During this period, following Baba's directions, he also served in Radio Sai. He currently lives and works in Hyderabad in Andhra Pradesh. In the first and the second part of this conversation, Arun shared about how he became a student in Baba's college and some of the telling moments with Bhagwan, which taught invaluable lessons of life. In today's episode, he goes on to recount a couple of more such indelible moments with Swami, which thrilled his being and drilled into him priceless tenets of happy living. This was recorded on July 14, 2013, and in conversation with him is Radio Sai's Bishu Prashti. Just like we have seen, I think it's a common experience for anyone who's entered the interview room. When you are with Swami for those few moments, you feel that you know God has come down <laughs> from the heavens only for your sake. Yes, yes, correct. That's and, right. And whenever He's speaking to you, also you always felt that you felt that Swami has come only for me, because as you mentioned, He just gives Himself completely. And I think if we can do that uh, today, if we are serving someone, or today if we are, as you mentioned, even okay, forget serving outside, but just being at home also, if we can really give ourselves completely to the members of the family, and I think even then we would have done great service in sort of living Swami's message. Exactly, that's something fantastic. That's what I meant when Swami taught me the art of being happy. happy. Not that I have perfected it, but look at Swami, you know. how happy he is in spite of everything in spite of all his burdens and responsibilities can't we emulate him and be happy ourselves because happiness is infectious yes because happiness spreads so that's why swami always and, and we can't even actually say that you know okay swami didn't have to bother anything because he was divine no not at because all because he did everything the way any normal human being would do i mean he didn't wave his hand and create the hospital exactly <laughs> he resources had we to know uh, having seen swami from close quarters the kind of administrative responsibilities that he was burdened with and the kind of uh, man management that he had to do keep everybody happy, happy. <laughs> and do a lot of conflict resolution yes. everybody has well meaning intentions but in different directions yes. how do you resolve all of them how do you keep everybody together yes. how do you keep everybody in the same sense of direction and purpose i mean it's amazing and they are all big egos yes <laughs> so big people big people insiders outsiders mm-hmm. and you need to put everybody motivated you need to keep everybody on track so it was not an easy job i myself have seen him from very close quarters how he had to really manage the thing the art of man management yeah yes. uh, but at the same time he was totally relaxed and you couldn't see even a single sign of stress if i may use that word we are talking of 
Swami as an example for all of us to yes. live, not as God who has descended on earth. I always make it a point. In fact, to somebody I mentioned, the thing which makes Swami so divine is not his divinity, but his humanness. That is what makes him so divine. That he is so human, so involved, and he makes you feel so happy when you are around him. That I think that's a lesson we all need to take. and try to emulate so that you know we are living in a pleasant positive society I mean, that's what you always wanted you know you just said no i separated myself from myself so that i can love myself and here i thought that you know there are all these parts of me here in the world why are they suffering no uh, i created exactly. everything for them to be happy exactly and you know his declaration of avatarhood in the letter that he wrote to his brother sesham raju akhila manavulaku aananda managurchi rakshinchichundite diksha naaku that is a opening sentence me anandame na aharamu your happiness is my food yeah be happy so all he wanted was you be happy make others happy the message is simple, <laughs> simple. and we complicate and we tie ourselves in knots and create situations in which we force ourselves to become unhappy the first time i realized when i came to swami's institute was that happiness is a choice and doesn't depend on external yes. circumstances doesn't depend on anything external. exactly and it was truly possible and the possibility was demonstrated by swami that is the message you know if somebody said you be happy and he himself was not happy <laughs> you wouldn't believe uh, yes. a word of his yes. but here he was he was telling you to be happy and he was a happy go lucky avatar <laughs> i should say and uh, in every sense of it he enjoyed his stay here he made all of us enjoy and i think we should continue that legacy and that is what will make him happy even now exactly and only when you even now lead a life of joy lead a life of ecstasy lead a life of contentment that is what will exactly and he has given us a lot of means to do that yes. he teaches us how to be content he teaches us moderation he yes. teaches us how to be balanced and equanimous in life the whole theme of the drama which yes. i mentioned in yes. which i participated was the pandavas there were two parallel one was a modern events and there was a parallel drama theme in which the pandavas keep complaining to krishna that they are mm-hmm. getting difficulties mm-hmm. always and krishna says this too shall pass this too shall pass that is the mantra that is yes. the mantra this too shall pass and swami always in number of his discourses repeated that everything is a passing cloud you know yes things keep coming and going so pleasure is an interval between two pains yes so he always teaches us uh, to view this whole thing as a passing show and stay back and look at it look at it from the perspective of not being too attached to it and trying to be cheerful and happy always hmm. then they don't affect you so much <laughs> yeah it's an art it's an art and it doesn't happen overnight yes. but he teaches you by example it sinks into you it goes into you slowly and slowly and slowly so one day without realizing that he has put in so much effort i think this is definitely the experience of everybody who's here their happiness quotient yes. i should say if you measure your happiness quotient when you enter into swami's fold and measure exactly. it if there is an instrument to measure it there is definitely the quotient will show that the meter has definitely showing a higher value so swami has this beautiful way of 
managing things and i should say he's he's not only joyful he's also very mischievous <laughs> okay i'll relate to you again an incident which is pertinent in the context of a convocation drama mm-hmm. this was in 2003 2003 when i was drama. already serving swami yes. in purnachandra and that year's theme was again a theme of somebody who pines for god mm. who is a doctor actually somebody helps him with his education miraculously and he feels that it is god who helped him to finish his education and he dedicates his life to serving the poor but because of all this he develops a great yearning for god he wants to know god he wants to see god who is this great force which has constantly helped me invisibly that was the theme so the drama started with the hero of the drama being a college boy and graduating to a doctor that was the theme so swami had called me and he said i want you to be the main character in this drama because i want somebody who looks very young i think you will look like a college boy so i have selected you so even though you had passed out of the I, yeah but he still gave me the chance because according to him i looked very young so he said okay you become fit for the role yeah and there was a scene in which the hero of the drama would one day find it unbearable and he would cry out and sing a beautiful song for the lord and the lord appears in the form of swami mm-hmm. so that is the climax so it, it went on the practice sessions went on swami used to call us every day and he used to listen he told us to write the script and we sat down and wrote the script he listened to the dialogues and he corrected them he called us to the interview room and he used to hear us practice those lines so he was totally involved and he was pouring a lot of attention on me and about 3 or 4 days before the convocation drama in 2003 when abdul kalam was the chief guest swami suddenly stopped speaking to me mm-hmm. he was totally ignoring me he would turn away his face from me he wouldn't look at me when i was practicing he would speak to everybody else and he would explicitly make his displeasure with me for some reason unknown to me it was a pathetic situation and there's not even a chance to ask him what went wrong did i say something wrong did i practice something wrong or what was it we don't know so it just went on and he just refused to speak to me so this was the first time it was happening to you something like this something like this yeah he just refused to speak to me and even on the day of the drama it's a convention that he comes backstage before the drama begins and blesses all the boys and makes a few comments on the costumes Costume. and all these things and he almost wishes you best of luck <laughs> so he came and he spoke to everybody and he just didn't even look at me he just walked away and you're the hero of the I, drama i was the hero and i was totally <laughs> like a zero <laughs> now zero and i was like why swami why are you doing this is this the moment to do this how am i going to perform and i'm totally demotivated but you had no choice there was the president of india <laughs> and the god of the universe <laughs> and you had no choice so you went on to the stage i went on to the stage and i enacted the drama with a heavy heart and ravi was the lead singer who gave voice to me beautiful song it was called bhagwan bhagwan yes, yes i heard that song i think uh, it's one of the songs which was etched in the memory of people bhagwan 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 bhag 
and there all my anguish everything i just it was really like i was singing out my heart to bhagwan like what have i done wrong you know on the <laughs> it stage it was no more drama it, it was like no more drama <laughs> it was no more a drama and as people told me it came out brilliantly and we could see later on in the video clippings that even swami in some of the scenes was trying to control his emotions and abdul kalam was trying to control his emotions abdul kalam was almost in tears and swami was offering his kerchief to him oh my god <laughs> don't cry don't cry <laughs> things will be all right you know everybody was emotional and then swami came to the stage and uh, he materialized the bracelet for me he blessed me he went backstage he called the president of india he called me and he introduced me to the president of india and he said this is my student and the president of india said i never saw anything like this in my life before and i was on cloud 9 and you know and in fact one very personal thing i need to tell you that the bracelet which swami fixed didn't fix properly mm-hmm. so swami actually took the bracelet again and pressed it with his teeth and made it all right and put it on my hand so he actually did that and that was something that I, uh, is really something yeah very something special, very special, very special. Uh, and the next day morning again it was continuing and everybody was suddenly i was the hero of prashant nilayam <laughs> yes. and everybody was like uh, coming to me all the big vips everybody you acted very well and all and then swami called me inside and said see this drama required that anguish for god anguish to see god it had to come out and it was very important because even the president of india was coming and i intentionally didn't speak to you for 3 days because i wanted you to feel that anguish now it has come out very well <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so what a master director yeah so see otherwise i had no reason not to speak to you nee cheta baaga cheyinchalane ee vidhamaga chesinanu i wanted you to perform with a genuine feeling otherwise it will look dry so i said okay it's a great lesson even in acting you know yeah he just created just... that mood that's the reason the whole thing came so perfectly well and he managed it so delicately and so nicely and you know at the end of it uh, it was like a mountain lifted uh, from my shoulders with a mischievous smile he's telling me you know i did it intentionally because i wanted the emotions to come out well so I mean the ways he chooses to teach you different lessons a different kind of approach at different time exactly so that it just remains in your head exactly so you know when i said bhagwan was mischievous you know <laughs> he has his own ways and he's such a master of human psychology and now whenever you think of it you can only laugh and yeah exactly just it was quite painful the whole process but at the end of it he made it such a worthwhile thing i guess if if any time in your life you are depressed you can only think about this incident exactly so this is really one of my favorite incidents actually with bhagwan and how he is such a master of dealing with people and getting the best out of people getting he knows how to get the best out of people exactly you don't always get the best out of people by praising them <laughs> <laughs> you have different yes. face so swami uses that He's to great perfection he knows what exactly is the right thing exactly so that is something that i really cherish so the educare continued in different fashion yes yes different ways yes definitely it continued and at the same time 
apart from all this from the aspect of his perfect human being the perfect friend you ever had he always constantly reminded me of his divinity of the fact that he knew everything mm-hmm. of the fact that he was always aware of my innermost thoughts that he's always with me not the assurance in, not to intimidate you but to only assure you exactly he never intimidated me with his omniscience he did it so subtly he did it so beautifully that he at once puts you to comfort with him you can relate to him so well at the same time he makes you aware inside of you that yes he knows everything he's inside he's very much my indweller who knows everything and in all this teaching the art of happiness i think the anchor the anchor of the happiness the art of happiness is the realization that swami is always with me and swami is always watching over me i need not have anything to really worry just a couple of those experiences because all this is interrelated because he mixes his humanness and his divinity so beautifully that the effect of both of them are really the transformation that happens in your heart swami is so subtle but it strikes the recipient so directly and so well that i would like to share one experience in which i was staying inside the purnachandra i used to sleep downstairs and swami used to sleep in the first floor i was sleeping in the ground floor exactly below swami's bedroom and we used to sort out thousands of incoming mail and some people used to send everything that they thought was worthy offering to god somebody would send cds somebody will send toothbrushes somebody will send oh letters somebody will send dolls people would send all kind of things they relate to swami in so many ways yeah they relate to swami in so many ways so one day while sorting out the mail i got hold of a cd it was called creative spiritual visualization mm-hmm. it was a interesting concept creative spiritual, spiritual visualization. visualization so i started and swami retired for the day and i had a walkman with me so i put the cd inside the cd player and i started listening it was like there was a serene music going on in the background and there was a voice which tells you to visualize certain things as you are listening to the music mm-hmm. so it says now you are in a very serene place it's clear waters beautiful trees around you come and you take a bath in the serene waters now your body is pure and then you visualize your guru who's coming descending from the heaven and he's coming and visualize that you're holding his hand and he is holding your hand and he is taking you along with him you know to the higher planes and taking you on a spiritual path that is the kind of soothing voice and you can't but visualize when that voice is coming so i also visualized and naturally for me it was like i visualized swami descending from the heaven and swami holding my hand on all those things and at the end of the thing i thought swami please hold my hand always that was the thought with which i slept So next day morning we all woke up and it was time for darshan. Swami used to get into the golf cart at Purnachandra 
and usually i was on the other side of the golf cart and swami used to come take the hand of rameshwar he used to take the help of rameshwar he used to catch his hand and he used to get into the golf cart that was the usual routine it was fixed our positions were fixed everything was normal unless swami gives instructions to the contrary it was always like that so that day also i was i totally forgot what i thought the previous night and i was standing on the other side of the golf cart and swami came and he was about to climb the golf cart and uh, when rameshwar gave his hand he said no and uh, he looked at me and he stretched his hand wow oh. come so i thought what is this then he said come so i came and he said he now he took my hand and he caught it and while getting into the golf cart he pressed it very hard and he gave me a smile and he just went off to the darshan oh uh, my god this is so it was phenomenal. like uh, yeah the message was very clear yes i will hold your hand and the next day onwards the routine became very normal i was on my side and you know swami was getting into the golf cart giving uh, rameshwar a chance so that was one day in which he made an exception caught my hand pressed it very hard and you know smiled and so there was not a single word exchanged between me and swami but i knew that it was a direct reciprocation of swami for the prayer that i had in the previous night so that's how subtle uh, swami is and you know one experience like this is enough for you to yeah so it's like unmistakable you know for me like he's always there for me and uh, so that gives me the confidence to go on in life and uh, even when i went out of the ashram and i can see swami's hand everywhere i go i can see swami's protective hand everywhere i go i can see his influence i can see things are being arranged for me in a way that only swami can do i can see that there is his guiding force so his promise of being with me always he is kept till date and uh, as you mentioned you know you asked him if you can study in his university in his institute and he said yes and you asked me if you can work and he gave you both the chances exactly he gave me both the chances and uh, that's a very interesting experience i think that is again another example of how swami kept his promise which he gave in the dream that i'm going to work for him in his organization so this was the time when swami gave me the chance of walking along with him in the darshan so i was going doing my duty and very happy that i had got this rare chance but at the same time he still didn't give me a job formally in his organization so we are coming to the story of how you joined radio sai yeah that's the story of how i actually entered into radio sai sairam dear listeners you are listening to the third part of the conversation with k arun kumar an alumnus of bhagwan's university who after his graduation in iit kharagpur did his mba in babas university in 2001 later he had the opportunity to serve bhagwan at close quarters and also work in radio sai for some time currently he is based in hyderabad and is involved in the activities of the sai organization there This was yet another episode of our series Fleeting Moments 
lasting memories. This was recorded on July 14, 2013 and in conversation with him was Radio Sai's Bishop Rushdie. Do send your feedback to this program as always to listener at radiosai.org. Thank you and Sai Ram. Thank you.